One of the things that's happening now I've noticed is that these court-appointed attorneys are contacting you the day before the hearing. And if you're contacted the day before the hearing, you do have some time to prepare, make some notes, and hopefully talk to the attorney about how you're going to defend against the detention hearing. Now, I'm going to assume that this is a detention hearing and 99% of the cases, the social worker is has already detained your child away from you. Attorney Vincent Davis, and this is The Secret, How to Fight CPS and Win. Today we're going to be talking about a couple things. Um, I told you last night that I'd be talking about the detention hearing today, your very first hearing in juvenile court. And also I'm going to be making an offer to you guys. Um, I just published another book, and it's called uh, Civil Rights Litigation, Suing CPS Social Workers. Uh, it's a victim slash survivor's guide to winning your case and breaking free of the CPS system. All right, that book bu- that book I think came out just recently, but I have some digital copies that I'm willing to share with people. And the one way to get the gi- digital copy is to contact uh, Grace. Um, Grace at VincentWDavis.com. Grace, just to let you know, I sent you a version of the digital copy of the book um, probably about 15 minutes ago. So you have a copy in your email, and people that contact you, go ahead and give them a copy. The book is about 150 pages, and um, it's going to be hopefully on Amazon soon, but I'm just you know giving out the book, and we might even be charging um, the person who helped me publish it wanted me to charge at least for it. But today, anybody that uh, contacts Grace at grace at vincentwdavis.com, Grace, I'm telling you to send them a copy of the book for free. Okay? All right. Now, before I get into the detention hearing stuff, oh, yeah, Grace has already put that in the um, in the chat her, her email for you to call, uh, email her for a copy of my new free book, Civil Rights Litigation, Suing CPS Social Workers. Okay, so today, as promised, we're going to be talking about the initial hearing in a CPS case. In California, they call that the detention hearing, okay? And it's governed by code and by California rules of court and by case law. And what? let me tell you what happens at the detention hearing or what should happen at the detention hearing. At the detention hearing, if you're a parent who doesn't have a private lawyer, um, in California at least, and I think in most states, because it's an important constitutional right, you'll be appointed an attorney, okay? That attorney being appointed to you the same day sometimes causes problems because there may not be enough time for you to um, confer with your attorney to have a meaningful detention hearing. 
one of the things that's happening now I've noticed is that these court-appointed attorneys are contacting you the day before the hearing. And if you're contacted the day before the hearing, you do have some time to prepare, make some notes, and hopefully talk to the attorney about how you're going to defend against the detention hearing. Now, I'm going to assume that this is a detention hearing in 99% of the cases. The social worker is has already detained your child away from you or is looking for a court or court order to detain the child if the if the social worker wasn't able to find you to detain your child now the minute that you have a an issue uh, with a social worker detaining your children it's my advice to find a lawyer to call to confer with or consult with you are about to enter the most important lawsuit of your life and it's it's regarding the detention and possible loss of your parental rights um, of your children. You know, I get a lot of calls from people and they believe that the detention hearing isn't that serious. Um, but I'm here to tell you that it is very serious and it's your first step in down the CPS path. In, in California, in most places, um, the, the, uh, the judge who hears the detention hearing also is assigned to your case for all practical purposes. Good morning, Cassandra. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Thanks for joining. I'm talking about the detention hearing. Okay. So it's important for you to start off well in that court and in that case. And here's the strategy that I try to implement. If you're not going to get the child released to you at the detention hearing, you want to at least put forth evidence that starts to make the judge think about your case. The burden of proof for the social worker to get your children uh, detained at that very first hearing is low, okay? And it's low by law. Now, do I agree with that? No, I'm just the messenger. Should it be higher? In my opinion, yes but it's very low. And the only thing the social worker has to prove is that you're at a, you're a risk to the child. And here's the problem. At the detention hearing, the social worker's reports are admitted into evidence by law. The judge must consider them. And I get a lot of people that tell me the social worker reports and the petition are just simply not true in substantive or major ways. But in order for you to prove that, you're going to have to have what's called a, cont a contested disposition hearing. So let's go back for a second. You're at the hearing. You've been assigned an attorney the day before or the day of the, the detention hearing. And that's generally 48 to 72 hours since your children were taken. Now, it's longer in some places because of COVID. There are special COVID rules. And um, I think in California, I think it got up to like a week they could wait a week before having the detention hearing, which, strangely enough, would give you, might be an advantage to you uh, so that you can properly prepare with an attorney for that very first hearing. So when you get to court and you see the petition, there are going to be allegations against you. And in California, the petition are allegations that you are a risk to the child or that you have abused the child. 
And you're going to see in that petition all types of things that you haven't thought about, some that you haven't even thought about for years. You know, I get a lot of calls, and um, here's the situation. Mom loses the kids because mom was arrested for drunk driving. And dad, who doesn't even live with mom, you know, they bring up uh, an arrest that happened, you know, 10 years ago. Nothing really connected with why the children were detained, but, you know, they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink against you. So you need to prepare for that. So the first thing that I would do is I would go through the petition and I would go through the, what they call the detention report and any addendums or last minute information reports prepared by the social worker that the judge is going to look at that day. And remember, these reports are automatically um, admitted into evidence, even though they contain hearsay and multiple hearsay. In law school, we used to call that totem pole hearsay. Hearsay on top of hearsay on top of hearsay on top of hearsay. This seems ridiculous in a judicial setting, but that multiple hearsay is allowed by law. So if you have a problem with that, don't blame the messenger. You know, talk about voting and changing the laws, you know, getting propositions together, organizing. But you're facing your first detention hearing. So I'm just explaining what the rules are, not that they're right or wrong, or that you agree or disagree with them, explaining the rules so that you know how to best help your lawyer represent yourself at this hearing. Okay? So the first thing you should do is you should go through the report. And you should make notes about detailed notes about what is true, what's not true, what witnesses, what really happened, that type of thing. And you and your attorney should consider whether you want a contested disposition hearing. In California, one of the things that you can do is you can have the hearing, and if you lose, you can ask for a contested disposition hearing. Typically, in my opinion, the way the law is written, that just allows you to cross-examine the social worker. But most judges allow you to present affirmative evidence to show that the social worker is not telling the truth or the social worker has made a mistake. And so you should be considering that as you go through this report. It's important that you go through this report and you make written notes because if you just, you know, tell your attorney, all right, the attorney doesn't have a photographic mind. He or she may not remember everything. You may forget to tell your attorney everything that you thought of when you were reading the detention report. So don't leave it to conversation. You know, and it's best to email this kind of stuff. You know, there's a, a, a documented digital uh, file of what was sent and what was said. So that's how, in my opinion, you should be communicating with your attorney. Mm -hmm.